We continue our observation of National Hispanic Heritage Month, running from September 15th to October 15th, by featuring conversations with those who have unique perspectives. This week, a chat with an associate professor of music from Honduras, who has been striving to bring the world to Pittsburgh, and a graduate student who brought his family to Pittsburgh from Mexico. They're planning a special event in McRae Hall on September 24th, and the campus and community are invited. They sat down with me to tell me more and to share their reflections on what it means to be learning and teaching here at Pittsburgh State University. I'm Andra Stefanoni from University Marketing and Communication, and you're listening to Guerrilla Connection. I am Raul Munguia. i uh, associate professor here at Pitt State, and I teach violin, viola, and conduct the symphony orchestra. And, and you, this is my 10th year. 10 years? Yeah, well, this, I just started my 11th, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and where are you from? I am originally from Honduras, so I grew up over there, and when I was 21, I moved to the States. And you've been here ever since? Yes. What What do you love about the States and what do you miss about being at home? Well, let me back answer you backwards. I miss the food. <laughs> you miss the food? I miss the your... food from Honduras. I miss the culture, the friendships. You know, that's one of the things that when you move away, that's one of the things, the first things that you give up. You know, that connection, daily connection with friends, with family, and especially with food, obviously. But, you know, what I love about the States, well, uh, the United States provided me with what I didn't have in my country. It's an education. Um, so I, I really love the uh, higher education system here in the United States. So And I became, um, you know, attached to the whole culture. I've been living in the South, mainly Mississippi, Louisiana, Kansas, uh, Texas, and then I moved to Kansas. So this is the area where I've been living this for the last 20 years. Home. Yes, it is. And, yes, and going back to higher education in, in our country, probably something we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, we just assume that that's available to everyone. What What is higher education like in Honduras? It is getting better. But when I was growing up, you know, I, I was ready to go to college in the early 90s. So um, the music education, I, let me specify that, the music education was not there yet. Now there are opportunities for young musicians to go to college and get a, at least a, a, a bachelor's in music education, either performance or music education. You know, and and you knew, I think I remember from interviewing you years ago for a newspaper story, you knew at a young age that you wanted to pursue music, right? Yes, yes. So what has your journey been like? Oh my goodness, it's it's been fun. It's been stressful sometimes, but mostly enjoyable. So you, you started know. out as a child playing at 10, violin? At 11 years old, playing the violin. And then I went through a conservatory uh, type of uh, education system over there in Honduras where I will go to uh, the high school in the morning and the conservatory in the afternoon. Very, very intense. So that was for five years until I got, you know, finished the undergrad. I mean, uh, not undergrad. It's like the college high school degree, you know, kind of a degree Uh with music. And so then you get on a plane and you come here. Uh, to study in the United States at 21 years old. To study English first. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did I, not speak the language? I did not speak the language, so very little, very little conversational, but not the academic type of a scholarly language that they require here in the United States universities. What, so what must went, that have been like? It was, it, was, um, it was fun, you know, because 
It, well, it's um, I would think it intense. would be terrifying. Terrifying, terrifying. Because I will have, for example, I, you remember, I went to Mississippi, so one of my uh, grammar teacher was a black lady. Uh-huh. My pronunciation teacher was a cowboy <laughs> from Mississippi. And then somebody, so everyone had a different language for us, was like, Exposed to so many things, you know. So as a, as you know, language barrier were strong there, you know. Uh-huh, but so, uh-huh. but it it was fun. I mean, it was it was interesting. And at, parallel to that, I was doing music. So I was having lessons. I was playing in the orchestra, you know, and playing around. So sure, yeah. Um, and that was in the the nineties. That was in the mid nineties. Yes. And so fast forward, you found yourself a home in McCray Hall here oh, at Kent yes. State. Um, <laughs> what a beautiful place for music. Yes. And and what have you been doing in the years since your arrival in terms of trying to to bring a little culture to Pittsburgh, Kansas? Well, uh, as I found out, well, I was the only Latino, except with Dr. Montague here. But you know, he didn't grow up in the didn't grow up in the in the Latin America. He grew up here. But being here, you know, it's a little bit of um, being uh, alone, you know, alone here in the music department. Uh Although the faculty is very welcoming, obviously, they have had other Latinos, you know, all international professors here in the music department. And music is just like that, you know, we get, it's a little bit different, it's a profession that is different than others, that we get in touch with other you know, cultures very come very often, you uh-huh. know, in the music and, world. And music is your shared language, right? Correct. I mean, Correct. you all are working toward the same thing, oh, to yes. share music with an audience. Exactly. Exactly. But it it would be lonely to be the only one. And so what have you done <laughs> to sort of bridge that gap, I guess? Well, you know, I, I've been... I've been creating, I've been trying to include in the symphony, for example, uh, music from Latin American composers, um, uh and I also include music from Latin American composers in my personal recitals, you know, and, and, and events. Uh-huh. So, and, and you and your wife have a special uh, correct, yeah. m- music performance group. We do have Duo Caprichoso, which uh, we've been playing, obviously, since before we got married, we've been playing together. But then we decided, okay, let's make this a, a more formal um, interaction between Two spouses. Uh-huh. And so she's from Honduras This Honduras, also. from Honduras originally. So we do perform mainly Latin American music around this four-state area. Yeah. Um, for a time, you were also bringing Latino uh, musicians of different ages to campus. Are you still doing that? I'm still doing that, yes. Okay. What can we expect from that this year? This, this is the seventh year that what I've been doing this, and so interesting to have this collaboration with musicians in Latin America. And this, they come from, you know, real, like Colombia, Argentina, Brazil, as well as Central America and Mexico. This year, we have a guest conductor from the University of uh, Mexico, and he's bringing six students, they're college-level students, and so six of them will be sitting with the with the orchestra. And I also inviting people from Honduras and El Salvador. I can imagine that that is a, a fantastic experience for those students to come here. How does it impact us locally? Um, in you know, in terms of enriching our lives, I think. Uh, because they impact directly the music department and our students in the music department. But as well, I invite them to go to the high school and they perform at the high school. You know, sometimes some of them don't speak the language at all. Uh-huh. And they try to speak English, but, you know, they get that. I mean, our community here in Pittsburgh get a little bit of 
what you know these people go through in, in their uh-huh. country you know so and get a little bit of that culture uh-huh. you know so you're making us global yeah well uh, yes <laughs> yes one of my teachers back in mississippi used to have um a motto say bringing the world to pit to hattiesburg okay. and i love that you know so i i kind of uh like that because that's what we do you know as musicians last last year we brought a, a conductor from russia a soloist from italy a musician from Latin America, and they all gather in Pittsburgh, Kansas, little Pittsburgh, Kansas. Uh-huh. You know, believe it or not, a lot of people get to get to know Pittsburgh through music. So, do you think that we that that's sort of an unknown to a lot of people in Pittsburgh that this is happening? Oh yes, oh yes, I know. Word still needs to get out. <laughs> I think so, and that's that's been one of the big challenges that we do in the with the you know I collaborate with the board for the symphony, which was so Friends of the Symphony. And that's one of the things that we focus, that the community at large don't know much about what we do and what we actually bring to Pittsburgh. So uh-huh. I think it's really nice to bring, you know, get the word out, like what you're doing here with the podcast. Great. Yes. So let's talk about what's coming up next week, because mm-hmm. that's another way to inject a little bit of culture into our campus and our community. Yeah. Tell me what the event is and what do people need to know about it? Well, as you know, uh, the United States has been celebrating uh, Hispanic Heritage Month between September 15th and October 15th. That's nationally. And so all the Latin organizations around the country, they do something, you know. So uh, for the first time, and I'm ashamed to say this, but for the first time, I'm actually organizing a concert here in my first in, in 10 years but specifically with Latin American music. And I'm also getting um, some help from the Hispanic of today, which is the uh, the group organization here on campus. So we are collaborating with this. Um, this concert is only one of many activities that they have here. So the concert is gonna have music from, you know, all several countries in Argentina. I'm performing, Denisa, my wife is performing, some students are performing as well as faculty members. So, and, you know, the event will then segue into a lobby activity where people will have the opportunity to get food from the local restaurants for free. Uh-huh, so it's complimentary. A, a fiesta. It's a fiesta. So because the Latino organizations, I mean, the, the Hispanics actually have um, a dance party. So they're going to they're gonna teach salsa and oh, merengue fun. and all that So in the lobby. So it's going to be fun. Oh, really. that's fun. I, for a time in my life, I taught Zumba for there you go. I love I love those dances. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's something that anyone from the community can come to. Yes, it's free, open to everybody. Uh, Hispanic or not. Exactly. Okay, yes. <laughs> wonderful. Um, and I'm going to be talking later on in this podcast with one of your performers, Isaac Hernandez. Isaac, yes, yes. Yes, from Mexico. Yeah. A gifted performer. Oh my goodness, we're so lucky to have, you know, students like Isaac here uh-huh. on 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 campus. In the music department, he's a, a very um, experienced player and very easy to go to talk to and very fun person. Him and his family, and uh, yes, he'll be collaborating with you know. Actually, he, I think it's Isaac's recital because he's the pianist, so he has to accompany everybody. <laughs> so that's that's really good. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I look forward to it. And thank you for taking time to sit down with me and share just a little bit about your heritage. My pleasure. And uh, we'll look forward to next week. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Raul. Uh, My name is Isaac Hernandez. I am from Mexico, Mexico City. 
and I am doing my master's degree. This is my second year here in Pitt State. And you're enjoying it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, it's I've, great. I've loved uh, everything in this in this town. Uh, I feel and I felt from the very beginning uh, to be welcomed, not just me, but my family. Uh, since the very first time we walked into the international office, they were just smiling and they have been really amazing people. For That's us. great to hear. That's yeah. wonderful. So you've found a home away from home here. Yes. Good. Yeah. What I remember talking to you a year ago about you choosing Pittsburgh for your education. Um, but for anyone who might've missed that um, conversation, tell me about how you chose Pittsburgh and, and getting ready to move your family here, which includes your wife and your little boy, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I started looking for master's program and I emailed Dr. Nedenberg, who's my teacher. And she, she was really nice. She was open to listen to me and, and then I just sent a video and she said, okay, you, I think you can, you can just come and, and study with us. Then after we, we, we received that email, we started to look about the city, uh, -huh. uh because it wasn't easy to move, uh, not just myself, but my son, he was seven. He was about to, to be eight uh -huh. and my wife. So we started to, to see how the city was and, uh, if there was a school close to, to the place we were going to live. Well, and you lucked out because his elementary school is literally right across yes. from campus, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. across from the Bicknell where you've performed yeah. the Bicknell Center. <laughs> so it's really convenient because I can just go and pick him up uh -huh. uh, from school and then go to rehearse at the Bicknell Center. Uh -huh. He can just invite his friends or teachers to the events. And what a beautiful facility to perform in, the it Bicknell is, Center, yeah. isn't it? It is amazing, yeah. You have a Steinway piano to yeah. perform on, yeah. and you have performed beautifully. I've loved every concert that you've done. Yeah, thank you. It, it, it's been just amazing um, to have that open for the music department and actually to use it as, as the music department is really nice because... Uh, we can ha we can uh, take advantage of the of it like uh -huh. to have the the recitals with the big ensembles and to feel that um, professional environment I think uh -huh. here in, in Pittsburgh is just amazing. It is yes. Yeah. And your wife has she found a home here too? Yes. She's yeah. She's very um, she's very active. Uh, in the activities, uh -huh. not just around campus, but also like in Pittsburgh. She's going to school here too, right? Yeah, yeah. she's doing uh, the intensive English program. Uh, she didn't speak English when we first moved, uh, either my son. And they they have learned really quick uh, in this past year. And also she, she has done some uh, speeches in the high school. She went to talk to to the Spanish club in, in Pittsburgh High School. Oh, great. And she did a presentation about Mexico City. And I think it was about Dead of the Dead, Day uh -huh. of the Dead, uh -huh. uh, last year. So, yeah, she's planning to do, to do that again. And now she's uh, the event coordinator for ISA. So she's, she's doing a lot of stuff. That's International Student Association? Yes. Okay, good mm -hmm. for her. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So tell us about the performance coming up. What can we expect from you and what do people need to know about? Well, there are two different events coming up. One is a piano recital that I'm doing myself. That's on Thursday the 22nd. Uh -huh. And that's going to be 
more focus into the academic stuff from Latin America. Uh, it's very popular that uh, Latin American music is very uh, happy and 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 uh, you can party with with it and things like that. But also we have or we had have great uh, intellectual people that went to Europe to study and kind of bring all those knowledge to to their communities. And that was my main idea about doing this piano recital, to kind of bring these uh, musicians that went to study and try to express their uh, feelings about their, their hometown throughout this academic music. Uh, I'm playing music from Venezuela, from Colombia, uh, from Cuba. Actually, this this uh, Cuban composer, he was he, he lived uh, many years here here in the United States. He was friend uh, to George Gershwin. Oh, one and, of my favorites. Yeah, so he actually was considered the Cuban George Gershwin. That's the way it was described. Al Argentinian composers, there's uh, Ariel Ramirez who wrote the uh, Misa Criolla. And then some different composers from Mexico. It sounds like it's very important to you to kind of keep that part of Mexican heritage alive, mm -hmm. but also to inform others about it. Is that is that accurate? You you want people to know. Yeah, I want to share. I think uh, what what we have seen here in Pittsburgh is that everyone is just uh, wanting to learn and to hear from different places. Since there's a big uh, international community here, I think uh, people from Pittsburgh are really um, happy to, to learn more about different cultures. Mm -hmm. And I think the music is a really wonderful opportunity to share. A good tool. Yeah, yes. to share all this uh, Hispanic heritage. Well, and I'll be honest, I grew up taking piano lessons here in Pittsburgh and, and played piano on and off throughout my life. And the composers I learned were pretty much just Mozart, Bach, <laughs> Beethoven, you know, the, the kind of the, I guess we'd call them the cliche composers. Yeah, the beast, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and they're European, of course, but mm -hmm. we did not learn anything about um, Hispanic or Latino composers. Yeah. It just wasn't on our radar. So I'm learning this um, in middle life, uh, <laughs> even ha having been a, a pianist myself. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you for being willing to hear it. That, that's really awesome. I think uh, Dr. Munguia and Hod uh, with Rachel, nobody would be uh, willing to do this if we wouldn't have like uh, so someone to, to listen to us. So sure, you need an audience, yeah, right? Yes. So that's super important for us. It's like a good... Uh, excuse for us to share what we what we have and what we have experienced. What uh, what's the second event that you're going to be performing at? The second event is the Hispanic Heritage Concert that's uh, organized by Dr. Munguia, uh -huh. and this is bringing kind of the other face of the Latin American music, more like party mood or more uh, happy, Fiesta. yeah, something like that. Uh -huh. And what I'm love the most about that concert is that faculty members are are playing that that night like dr Bechtel, uh the boys teacher she's singing three songs in 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 spanish from some of them from the concert we did during the uh, art festival in uh -huh. the summer and uh, we're doing a trio dr munguia and the cello teacher and i were playing that 
piano trio and Dr. Rivas is playing as well. So it's it's really fun that uh, not just students, uh, but also faculty members are playing. That you can playing. collaborate yeah, together. Exactly. Sure. It's, it's just uh, a really nice opportunity for us also to learn from them in uh, in the real world. Not just in, in a classroom, but on a stage. Right. Because they have valuable experience to share yes. as well. I mean, mm-hmm. look at all the places that they have performed in yeah. symphonies and around the world. Yeah, and all the experience that they can just uh, share in a real moment of doing music. So uh-huh. it's it's just fun to, to, to be part of this concert. Great. And that's going to be, uh, at the end, we're going to have like a... Uh, I think Dr. Mungi already talked about this, like food and things yes. like that. Yes, Probably dance. So it's... It's it's awesome. Too. It will be a celebration. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a full celebration, full Good. of music. So. Does that make you a little less homesick? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, the the day we're recording this, uh, uh, celebra- we're celebrating the Mexican independence today. Uh, today is Mexican Independence it Day. Was, yeah, it was last night and also today. So it is celebrated uh, the night of the fifteenth. Uh huh. Because that was when it started, so it was about midnight. Uh, so we actually took both days. So I need to wish you a greeting of some sort for that, right? Or a congratulations, or a, I, a what I, would be I, traditional to say? <laughs> well, we just say "Viva México" or and, "Viva México." Yeah, and it it's really special for us uh, because it's it's one of the ten of the years when uh, people get uh, together. Like families uh, meet and cook and share and like night and dance and things like that. Uh-huh. So by doing this, I think we kind of feeling what our family uh, is feeling At back home. home. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that's that's uh, also a good a good um, feeling for us to to be doing this. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing your culture here. And how much longer do we get to enjoy your talents? Are you going to be here until December or May? No, May. Yeah. To May. Okay, yeah, great. I'll be here. Good. In May and probably next April is going to be my uh, grad recital. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I will keep you updated about yes, those. Yes, we'll check back in with you. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, thank you, Isaac. I appreciate your time and I'll see you at the celebration. Yeah, thank you. Okay. For more stories about what's up on our campus and in our community, visit pittstate.edu slash guerrilla connection. And speaking of what's up, be sure to check out our new weekly one-minute video feature called What's Up Pitt State. You can find it on YouTube at youtube.com slash pittstate. It has its own playlist and a new episode drops each Wednesday morning. I'll be back soon with another conversation. Thanks for listening to Guerrilla Connection.